Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. Today, we'll be learning all about Greystone's brand new headquarters from Vice President of Marketing External Affairs, Tim Williams. So let's jump right on in to episode number five of the Powerline Podcast. It's an exciting time here at Greystone. We are getting ready to open the doors to our brand new headquarters. One employee who has been instrumental in the construction and planning of the new Greystone campus is Vice President of Marketing and External Affairs, Tim Williams. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Adam. Great to be here. Can you give our listeners a quick history of Greystone's current headquarters? Sure. Be happy to, Adam. Uh, We moved in this facility uh, that we're currently in in Douglasville in 1963. We have approximately 16 acres of land uh, to operate on, which is woefully short for our needs in these uh, modern time. Uh, Through the years, we've had five expansions of the facility. So we are literally bursting at the seams, uh, both uh, office-wise and uh, uh, room to move around all of our vehicles and equipment. I know the planning of the new headquarters has been in the works for a while because we've known we've been busting at the seams for a little while. Um, how did Greystone decide to move the headquarters to Paulton County? Well, a couple of different uh, reasons, Adam. Uh, number one, we ne- we needed an area to grow. We also needed an area that was in the central part of our system for both uh, timely responses to outages and service and also uh, for efficiency uh, models. So that is the reason that that uh, facility was located there. It's in almost the exact middle of our eight county service territory. I know in our new facility that we're taking a campus-style approach versus our current one, where it's just really one big building with a warehouse and a maintenance shop. Um, Why did Greystone choose to build in a headquarters campus approach? Well, I guess the the simple answer is efficiency. Uh, At our current facility in Douglasville, just because of the lack of the land space to grow, we were forced into having kind of one facility uh, under one roof. Uh, that created problems whenever there were expansions. Uh, uh, it created uh, other problems as far as uh, a lack of efficiency, uh, both for employees and equipment. Uh, we continue to use and have used for years Uh, A lot of contract crews, which have to park off-site, come in, pick up their supplies in the morning. And with 16 acres, you just cannot do that without having traffic jams and and backups and and things like that. So the campus style will allow us to kind of, so to speak, give us room to breathe. We're not getting in each other's way, the different departments like operations and engineering, warehouse, vehicle maintenance and metering, they all have their separate uh, buildings and facilities. They're spaced uh, adequately apart. So, you know, you're not having these 
programs uh, in the mornings and late afternoons. That makes complete sense. Now, I know one question that we've received from members uh, quite a bit is how much debt incurred and is the building going to cause a raise in rates? And I was wondering, could you answer this question for our members? Well, yes, those are great questions. and, And thankfully that we have great answers to them, too. Number one, uh, the membership nor Greystone will incur any debt, and let me repeat, zero debt on this project. And also, it will not include any rate increases to pay for it because, as I said earlier, the board has been planning for decades for this for this day. They purchased which was was an old farm site so they got that at a, at a good price 10 years ago even though we knew we wouldn't be building for almost another decade so in this long-term strategic planning that they showed along with the CEO this allowed us to uh, put in uh, keys to not having to pay for it uh, through the members' increased rates. Number one, we sold our current building to the Douglas County Board of Education. We closed our Dallas district office, which we sold to Wellstar Health System. And for the last decade or so, uh, the board and the CEO have also instituted financial measures uh, to capture and save cash in the building of this building so that we would not have to, you know, ever increase rates in order to pay for it. So from the day we move into it, there will be zero debt on the property. Now, that is great news definitely to hear for our members that no debt, no raise of rates for the building. I don't know that there's a lot of places that can say that whenever they're building new headquarters. Um, And I know we're getting really close to opening the doors. When will the new headquarters be ready to be opened? Adam, we're going in a two-phased approach on the opening. Uh, Monday, December the 14th, our operations and engineering building, along with our warehouse and our vehicle maintenance metering buildings will be moved to the Paulding County site. So they will be open and all the employees that work out of those buildings will be operating from out there. Now, as far as our administration building, we will still be here in Douglasville until late January or early February, at which time we will move the final piece to Uh, Paulding County. So after that, the uh, Douglas County School Board will take over our our Douglasville site and they will uh, move in into that uh, in the upcoming months after that. So we're very excited. I think our members are going to be proud of these facilities. And like we both said earlier, you know, they're in full. They will not cost the membership one penny. Uh, 
I know that everybody's got to be looking forward to this day and getting us in and uh, hearing our approach to that. One thing our members may not know is that there's actually a solar farm on the property as well that we opened a few years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about the solar farm on the property? Sure. Uh, That was the first facility we built on our almost 200-acre site there in Paulding. And we saw a need uh, back then for solar, of which we've invested heavily. We've got almost 70 megawatts about to come online in South Georgia solar. But this is a seven-acre site here. It's one megawatt. We saw a need. Our members had, you know, they're concerned about their environment, and they want to do something to help, but they may not have the proper house or too much shading at the house to uh, put on their particular situation. But yet they still want to be involved. So the facility in uh, Paulding allows them to do that. It's a program we call Cooperative Solar. For $22 a month, you can buy one block, and that that uh, money is basically added to your bill based on how much that facility uh, produces that month. So at the end of the day, and we've been running this for about five years now, it probably costs you versus what your bill would be under our current situation without the solar, it probably costs you an extra couple of dollars a month max to participate in this program. So it's been very successful. And, you know, putting solar on your roof, pretty uh, capital intensive endeavor. So we we feel like this fills a need to uh, uh, allow people that want solar, but won't necessarily have the opportunity to do so at their house. So new headquarters, solar field's been out there for a few years. It's, like I said at the beginning, an exciting time. Um, I do have one last question. It's the same last question I ask everybody. Is there anything else you would like to tell our members? Sure, Adam. Uh, I think this, excuse me, this building project mirrors the thought processes that we use. And when I say we, I'm talking about our board of directors, our CEO, our employee group at Greystone that we use on any major project or issue that we come across at Greystone. Number one, does it benefit the membership? And, you know, that's got to be a yes. If that's a no, we won't take, take that on. And number uh, two, there's a cost perspective in it. Is it going to be to our membership? So the the answers to those questions were yes and yes. Uh, It benefited our membership because we've got room to grow for as long as Greystone Power is in existence for, you know, 100 years from now. And from a cost perspective, and don't just trust me, look up the Georgia Public Service Commission uh, residential rate surveys. Out of the 94 electric utilities in Georgia, we're always among the leaders in having having the best, best rates. And that will continue to be because 
this uh, building project, you know, was thought of over the long term, both the actual building of it, acquiring the land, and how do we pay for it? And the board and the CEO, you know, had a great plan, sell our current facilities, save, save money, put money, bank it ahead of when we're going to need it, and then, you know, pay for it in cash from the sale of the other facilities plus the saved funding through the years. So I, th I think it's it just shows the philosophy of a nonprofit electric co-op. It shows that, uh, you know, we're always, we know the only reason we're in business is because of our member owners. You know, the day we stop looking after them is the day we don't stay in business anymore. So that is, that is ingrained into our mind here at Greystone and we'll continue to be our number one uh, leading cause and that is serving our members. Tim, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. A lot of great information for our members here on the Caroline Podcast and uh, looking forward to the day that we get to walk through the doors of the new headquarters. Well, thanks, Adam. Uh, I am too, and it was a pleasure talking to you today. Well, that is all the time we have today. Make sure you subscribe to the Powerline Podcast so you get every new episode directly in your podcast feed. And don't forget, rate us five stars so others will see our podcast pop up in their feed as well. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.